Uh, good evening, everybody. Alex, you can shut your face, right? It's it's uh, it, it's a great intro, and I love doing it. So you can just get lost uh, straight off the bat. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Tune Review uh, for tonight's, uh, well, huge match review uh, between Sunderland and Newcastle, of course. FA Cup third round. Uh, we do have Michael with us. He will be uh, coming on very shortly from the Sunderland side of things. Uh, but before we start, behave yourselves in the chat. Uh, Michael has kindly come on to talk about the Sunderland side and how, how much they're looking forward to the game. And, of course, the disastrous uh, uh, ownership of Sunderland, uh, basically treating Newcastle United like kings and queens uh, to turn their hospitality bar into St. James's Park, which was uh, astounding. Um, but Michael will be on shortly. So uh, it is the preview, not the review. I do understand that. I said it wrong. Bollocks to you all again. Uh, but this is going to be a cracking show tonight. An absolute belter. My excitement is built up and I'm making mistakes already, but I don't give a damn, all right? I do not give a damn. But behave yourselves in the chat. If there is Sunderland fans come in, let's all, by all means, have your banter. But what we will not stand for is abuse and hatred or anything like that uh, from the off. The mods will chuck you out. It's as simple as that. We're all adults, adults here. We all have our rivalry uh, and we can all have our banter. But what we don't have is abuse and hatred because I will not stand for it. Simple as that. Um, also, please do subscribe if you are new to the channel, bottom right-hand corner, click the logo, click subscribe, and become a mem become a subscriber to this fantastic channel. And of course, don't forget to hit the join button to be a member, and you can donate to the channel if you do so wish by hitting the dollar sign at the bottom of the live comments, uh, and that will get your comment guaranteed to be read out on the show. Uh, we do have a couple of... Um, Members, Jordy J. Gaiman and Country Boy, thank you very much for signing up to the Tune Review membership. Uh, we really do appreciate it. And Jordy Rick, who's been a member for 13 months on the channel. Evening all, hope you're having a good one. Best football channel in the world. Thank you very much, Jordy Rick. Much appreciated. Uh, right, uh, gentlemen, we'll bring Michael in. Uh, good evening, Mr. Bowers. Good evening. How are you all doing? Uh, not too bad. It is a big change on this show, having a Sunderland fan on, because, uh, well, we simply haven't had a derby since we started the channel. But uh, I, I'm going to let you go first, Michael, because I want you to, um, well, basically tell the world your feelings uh, on Sunderland's, um, well, all I can say is red carpet rollout for the Newcastle United fans, turning the hospitality bar into practically St. James's Park. I mean, black, how do you feel carpet. about that? Black carpet, not red carpet. Well, black carpet, yes, okay. Thanks, Billy. <laughs> they you love correcting you, don't they? Oh, all the time, the pair of them at Bell Ends, Michael. It doesn't matter. Just, uh, you know, we, we'll just do the show and let them sit there like the bloody shits they are. Uh, but what do you feel about that? Well, I'm glad you said the word shits because it confirms to me that I can swear on this. I'm assuming that well, I can. Well, well it's certain words you can, yes. Uh, okay, absolutely. right. Um, okay. Can I say the word shit? That is banned. Yeah, of course you can, yes. It's, a part, yeah, okay. of the, it's part of the modern yeah. language these yeah. days. Well, I'll not, I'll not um, go into the... Just the um, a, What's one more descriptive language I did before we started recording because I was very passionate and I still am. <laughs> um, for those of who I suppose don't know, um, obviously you lot have got, what is it, 6,000 tickets for the game um, at the Stadium of Light and the Black Cats Bar, which is basically our hospitality. Um, thank you very much, mate. <laughs> thank you very much. Thanks for the last having me on. Um, but basically what we did was we've given you one of our Black Cats Bars and that's obviously meant to be for home fans. Normally it is for home fans. It is just designed for home fans on the whole. But what our club decided to do was basically drop a massive own goal or a massive red card. Forget red carpet, never mind red card. Um, yeah. Basically we decided to just scribble out the word Hawaii the lads, which is our saying. Obviously yours is Hawaii. So basically we did was Hawaii the lads and just scribble out the Hawaii. And then we had signs saying everything is black and white and just tried to make it look like a miniature St. James's Park in one bar at the Stadium of Light. And we're at home to uh, home to our fiercest rivals, and mm. we're literally bending over backwards and saying, "Here's the red carpet. You just walk right all over us." So, if there's anyone, if there's anyone who's going to try and give us, uh, if there's anyone who's going to try and give us shit for the way we ran off the pitch, I'm going to be in total agreement with you. We are run <laughs> like a tin pot club, and to be honest, I'm going to say this. I've said this on my own video. Hartlepool, Gateshead, and South Shields would probably put us to shame with how they ran off the pitch. Yeah, I'm quite passionate yeah, well, well. about this. <laughs> That's incredible. I mean, Billy, I mean, you've probably seen them. Alex has been at work, but you, you've probably seen it. Um, and I have to say, I, I was absolutely gobsmacked when I saw it because I thought, somebody's photoshopped this. This this cannot be right. Um, you know, if only it was. I think we, if, if Newcastle were to do that for Sunderland, we'd feel exactly the same way as the Sunderland fans, wouldn't we? 
100%. I was amazed when I saw it. You know, the home advantage thing, it's a massive thing and you want to make things as uncomfortable as possible for both players and fans. I've got to yeah. say. Yeah. And it'd, it'd be tin pot stuff for me. You know, it'd be the basic kind of cups of tea, no beer, anything like that. Yeah, any any enjoyable things, forget it. You don't get any of that. You just, mm. and, and I'm amazed they've actually gone that, that way and, you know, I'll take credit to them but at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's an advantage they've kind of let go, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tom says, uh, to be fair, if it was the other way around at Newcastle did that for Sunderland, I'd be pissed off. Um, I mean, we're getting some ridiculous scorelines in already. Uh, 9-0 to the tune. Michael, you just need to sort of shut your ears, mate, when we do score predictions on the air. Um, Kenzie, says, to be honest. Yeah, you're going to get them out <laughs> Kenzie says, I'm confused. A Sunderland fan who I can understand. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Glenn courses didn't worry it'll only be a slight hammering uh, three or four for me but as always may the best team win Geordie's um, uh, Julie J says I wouldn't say hatred it's banter, banter that's gone since forever it's all I've known all my life and I'm old yeah but I, I mean what I mean by that is you see um, I mean I, I've been to a few of the the games at St James's Park against Sunderland back in the day Michael and you know the, the Sunderland fans walking up to the ground and you, and you see people on both sides literally wanting to kill each other. Um, and I, I just don't get that. I mean, I'm all for the banter. I'm all for the rivalry. Obviously, my mother's side are all Sunderland fans, um, but I don't want to kill them. You know what I mean? It's it's, it's quite ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. um, people just need to, you know, support your club, have your banter, but trying to hurt people and injure people, it's it's ridiculous. I know I, I've, I've never understood that. And it's not even just for football, it's general life. Like, come on, we're all human beings at the end of the day. Yes, you want passion and you want a bit of banter. That's what makes the... I mean, look, I'm not going to lie. I'm shit scared every time we're playing Newcastle, Not let alone now when you've got like a considerably better team. Mm. But I, I... Yeah, the passion and the banter is what the derbies are live for. But come on, like yeah. trying to kill each other. The problem is that because obviously with 6,000 of your fans... Um, coming up for this coming well coming up or coming down I suppose technically I think we're more southern than Newcastle yeah. so we coming down the short distance for this game um, mm. there's going to be some of you, a couple of your couple of your fans and a, and a good number of our fans that are going to be idiots on the day and well, there's going to be people who aren't there for the football. you know Michael but the Newcastle fans can only travel on the official buses um, am I right in thinking that you that the fans who are getting tickets you can only get your ticket by yeah. boarding the bus and boarding getting the, the bus yeah. on the coach yeah. yeah which is an interesting way of doing yeah, it like 8.30 um, in the morning yeah, 8.30 in the morning and things like that, the first few buses will leave. So there'll be Newcastle fans literally at the stadium alight for, what, nine, quarter past nine. Um, this I is don't know whether they've been straight into the ground. Um, but you can, imagine, you can imagine some of them drinking from quarter past nine in the morning oh, inside the ground. Oh, dear God. Probably um, earlier than that, to be perfectly yeah, honest. Yeah, yeah. Well, they'll have, the a, few is, the, they'll have a few on the bus. Without a doubt. Well, this is the thing because when the buses all come around the stadium alike, there's also going to be some of our fans or some morons there is. that are going to be waiting for them to try and hurl yes. abuse and try and oh come here, let's have a scrap and all that sort of nonsense. Yeah, you know, I just don't get it. Like, come on, we're there for a game of football. I mean, okay, it's as, it's football, it's not life or death, although this fixture is as close to life or death as you can imagine. Well, so yeah, um, yeah. yeah. You know, but it, it, this, I mean, look, we, we, we all want the banter and we want the passion. This derby for me is one of the best derbies in the world. And it's, and obviously we're going to say that from a biased perspective, but mm -hmm. certainly in the only other derby I can think of that, um, thanks very much, mate. I don't know your actual name there. I'm not even going to try and pronounce it. I don't want to know him, mate. He's, he's a, he's a, he's, well, he's, he's, He's a, big, he's a reprobate. He's a big part of this channel, actually. But we take the Mickey out of him all the time. He's a, he's a good <laughs> lad. This trip is fair enough. But um, no, the only derby that I can think of that matches this one in terms of intensity and hatred is Celtic Rangers. That's yeah. the only one I can think of you can compare this to. Look, yeah. I know you guys probably don't like him, but Jordan Pickford described it that way. When he said yeah. Celtic Rangers, it's similar to that in terms of intensity, passion, and hatred. Yeah. And you know, but. Our owners clearly didn't get the memo and don't understand that. There is a so, rule on this channel. If you're going to quote Jordan Pickford, you can't do the arms at the same time. Oh, the little noodle arm T-Rex thing. No, why? We gave you guys the back cats bar because we're so stupid. We just went... That's why. Because they got the wrong signs and did the T-Rex noodle arms thing to put them up. Yeah, they did. I mean, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't brilliant work anyway. But Alex, uh, you know, this fixture itself, I don't think gets the recognition around the rest of the UK um, as 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 big. You know, sure, you'll yeah. hear the pundits going on about all oh, the Merseyside one, the Manchester one, or the Liverpool uh, Man United rivalry, that kind of thing. We don't get the recognition for the Northeast Derby, and 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 that's maybe 
because it hasn't happened for a while. Or, uh, well, to be honest, I don't think it got the recognition back then either. Um, the the media tend to say, oh, it's a, it's, a, it's a big game, yes, but it's not as big as other derbies. It's bloody massive. Yeah, I mean, well, the northeast. I mean, going to go all Mourinho on us, but it's football heritage. The northeast, the people that come out of the northeast, um, it's it, it just it needs to be given more respect by the general media. Obviously, London gets far too much, and I know we've got King Huddle in the chat, and I, I don't care. London gets far too much, as does the northwest. Um, I think I think even the south coast needs to get more. You know, Southampton and Brighton don't get enough credit for and, and the South Coast derbies, Norder and Bournemouth and Norder the Northeast. It, it needs it needs more attention. Um and I mean it's sil silver lining for, for this kind of thing with Sunderland coming back slightly. I mean I mean they are sixth at the moment, but um silver lining is if they do bad. Ha -ha, Sorry, Michael, you, you will know throughout the show, Michael, that Alex will put his little um his little digs in at Sunderland. As, as hey, you, yeah, I'm about to give a positive. I was surprised it took this long to get the first one in. So right. anyway, this is a positive, honestly. Well, yeah. right, and a negative. It's both. If if Sunderland do bad and and Middlesbrough for that matter, we'll throw we'll throw everyone in the pot. Why not? If they do really bad, it's funny. Ha ha. If they do really well, it just in, increases the quality of the football in the region. Helps with academies. Help helps with everything. So it's it's kind of win win. Yeah. So there's nobody really loses. Speak so, for yourself. Doesn't really matter. <laughs> well, apart from you guys, hopefully tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Pazman says, uh, "What's this public transport ban for Toon fans? I've seen. Is it bollocks? No, it's not bollocks. Uh, every Newcastle fan going to the game has to be on an official bus from St James's Park. They receive the tickets with the time. Uh, the time slot on the tickets is when the bus leaves. If they're not on the bus, they will not get their tickets. It's as simple as that. So uh, they have to be there. Connor, thank you for your super chat. Uh, he says, "Still can't believe Hull." Dropped Shearer for it. Oh, God. Uh, well, well, yeah. Um, incredible games in the past. But, I mean, Michael, are, are you one of these Sunderland fans that clings onto this six-in-a-row stuff? Or, you know, are you just sort of, it's the next game that counts? Well, to an extent, I do cling on the six-in-a-row because at the minute, that's all we have over here. <laughs> that's literally it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I mean, you've, you've only got a vastly superior side. You've only not been in League One. You've only been, like, what, in the Champions League, you know. So... We're literally desperate to clutch at any little straws we can get. But look, yeah, look, obviously I did enjoy the six in a row. But as I've said before, even the build-up to those games, I hated them. I hated right. the build-up in the derby games because, as you guys will probably feel, the prospect of losing to one another feels absolutely sickening. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's, it's yeah. And obviously, look, I'm not delusional that for us this game is not a free hit because no derby game against Newcastle for us is a free hit. But it's... But look, who's who's expected to win? You guys by a country distance. So for us, defeat here, for example, wouldn't. I don't think it would def unless we get absolutely slaughtered. It wouldn't define our season for me, or it shouldn't anyway. Yeah. Obviously, for you guys, we know what's on the line for you guys. Obviously, with Eddie Howe, I mean, you guys know the state with Eddie Howe more than what I do. But um, you know, because yeah, I think I do. I do kind of hang on to the six and a little bit, but I can't really say that anymore, considering that. The main reason that we haven't played each other for seven and a half years is because you were basically crap for one year and then we were crapper for like seven for like what the three the following few years. Yeah. So because basically, I mean, basically, basically when you guys you guys did the competent thing going at the championship, you went straight back up. Yeah. We basically decided relegation was so much fun, we'll do it a second time. When I really well, to be honest, them. Michael, if we didn't have the takeover, we'd probably be languishing in League One now, to be honest, if we were still under Ashley. But Billy... I, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't list each League One on anybody. It's a turgid yeah, well, division. Uh, absolutely not. Uh, but Billy, th th this... I mean, we, we've spoke about this, obviously, before tonight. And, it, you know, uh, like Michael's just said, the teams on paper are probably worlds apart. And that's just that, that's just stating fact. That's not taking a dig at anybody like that. The, the, you know, the, the, the players are supposedly miles apart but as we saw against Luton Town for Newcastle and against Nottingham Forest if we don't have the desire and the intensity that Sunderland have because they will be fired up we might not get anything from the game and uh, because Luton did that Forest did that and they proved to have more than that than us which is why our lot have got to be right up for this game from the word go yeah I think it's a, I think the FA Cup's a great level of it's a one-off game Away ties to lower league sides are notoriously hard for Newcastle United. And the fact it's a derby on top of that, you know, it, it puts pressure on it also. So, mm. you know, you've got to earn the right to play against a side that's going to be at you for, you know, for, certainly for the first half an hour, at your, at, your, at your heels, nipping away at you, physical against you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you've got to earn your right to play. And if we're not at it, anything can happen, can't it? It's a great level, as I said, FA Cup ties away from home. 
I mean, Alex, you know, our away form has been poor. Uh, there's no doubt about that uh, this season. And, you know, when you take that into consideration with the intensity and desire, uh, we have to really turn things around, don't we? And it, I mean, there's no better place to do it than the Stadium of Light. Um, but it, it does give you that air of uh, apprehension, I guess, coming into the game. Oh, massively. Yeah, I think I think Michael's... I, I, I completely disagree with how he's kind of bigging up the game or, or maybe reducing the, the pressure. I think there is pressure on Sunderland to try and get something from this game because I don't think there's a huge difference between Luton's quality and Sunderland's quality right now. I don't think there's that much in it. You might maybe a Barkley and players with certain experience, obviously Clark and stuff in Sunderland's team. I don't think they're miles away from what Luton are right now. Um, they're, they're a well-structured team, finished sixth last year. They're currently in sixth this year. They're, you know, they're playing reasonably good football. They're the th- third highest possession team in the championship. We are in a torrid run of form when we've just lost to a, a club, the standard of Luton. The, the, what we what we pride ourselves on with our intensity, we don't have right now. So we, we're looking to three or four higher quality players to try and scrape us wins together. And it's not quite working. Mm. Um, this is... This is Sunderland's best chance. If we if this fixture was three months ago, I would have I wouldn't have gone any lower than a five nil to us. Whereas now, I I think this is your best chance in the next decade to take any points from us ever. Well, I say points, a win in a cup. A progression to the next um, round. Yeah, I, I do get your point. Look, obviously there is pressure on us because we don't want, look. Even though we know how likely it still is, that you know we don't want to lose to Newcastle. You're absolutely right. There isn't because why that like, why is it likely though? We 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 lost. We keep losing our FA Cup ties. We lost to Wednesday. We lost. Well, I was going to bring that up, Alex. I mean, um, are, are you not enthused, Michael, by the fact that we've lost to Cambridge and Jeffrey Wednesday every in time. both third rounds since Eddie Howe's been here? Well, see, I should say yes, but again, I don't and like Cambridge Dolly was at bloody home. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. That, that is true. Well, I think. Yeah, look, I do get the point. Look, there definitely still is pressure on us for the fact that we're at home and we don't want to lose this game. Look, yeah. whatever people think about how likely it is, we don't want to lose this. I just meant that in comparison of the two sides, who's under more pressure to win this game out of the two of them? Are we, oh, well, are we... If we're comparing, yeah, it's us. But I mean, yeah, there, there yeah, is pressure from Sunderland to, to get oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. The, it's the that's why I... context. Yeah, that's why I said earlier it's not a free hit for us because it's as close to a free hit only because of comparative expectations, but it's not a free hit in that sense. Mm, to answer yeah. your question, am I enthused? Well, yeah. I mean, I should be. I mean, I suppose if you look at it this way, if Cambridge and Sheffield, and I know football doesn't work this way, but if, she, but if Sheffield Wednesday and Cambridge, who are both in League One, I believe, um, but at the time, obviously Sheffield Wednesday are in the Championship now, but at the time when they beat you with those ty- those sides, then I consider Sunderland obviously better than Sheffield, Sheffield Wednesday and Cambridge. But at the end of the day, football, again, doesn't work like that. I would imagine that for you guys, the likes of Miley, the likes of Dan Byrne, the likes of Longstaff will really hammer home the point how big this game is. But at the same time for us, Dan Neal and Anthony Patterson as well, we should be just as up for it. If we're not up for it, then something's seriously wrong. Um, I think, for me, the, the thing I would say to look at the game, in my own opinion, and tell me if I'm missing anything, I think your attack still concerns me. Like, your attack, obviously, of course, it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah, 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 Isaac, Gordon, Bruno in the midfield, Almiron. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to think of players who are fit at the minute. But uh, well, you know, the, 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 I wouldn't worry about Almiron. I wouldn't worry about. Yeah, you clearly right haven't. Now. We'll brush yeah. over him for now, Michael. Okay, well, let's just say you don't know the fact that anyone who's out of form plays us and does well. So, yeah, well. I'm, 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 I've supported someone long enough to know it. But, um, <laughs> yeah. but I do get your point. Yeah, but the point is, you've got your, your offensively, you've got players that concern me. If Bruno, for example, has a really good game in the centre of the park, then that could dictate the game considerably. What I have heard, and I'd be keen to see you your guys' perspectives on this, I've heard in recent games, granted to be fair on Monday you played Liverpool, but I've heard in recent games your midfield has been getting bypassed at the minute, and as a result, you're getting more pressure on your back line. So what gives me hope is if we play an energetic front line, mm-hmm. then, and especially with 40,000 of our fans behind us, I think we can cause you problems. Whether it's enough to beat you, I'm not sure. Interesting. I mean, Billy... Uh, again, though, it comes down to the intensity. We have to match them. Uh, mm. I mean, look, we, we're all sensible enough to know that if Newcastle play to the strengths and play to how they did before we went into this bad spell, we should win the game and, and, and should win the game no problem. But it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that in cup games and it especially doesn't work like that in derbies. So we have to be on our metal. That You know, I saw a, a, a tweet today um, from a Sunderland fan, but hoping that the Sunderland guys get stuck into Bruno because they've got, they think he may have a short temper. 
Um, we've seen that before in derbies where some Newcastle players have uh, been sent off because they've, 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 they've lost the rag. Um, we know that Bruno can be a bit on the edge. So does that concern you a little bit, Billy? Um, potentially. Yeah, I think it does. I think, depending on how the game's going, of course, of course, if if we start the game and, and stamp our authority on it, I don't think that'll become an issue. But mm-hmm. if it's if it's not the case, that you know, if it, it does go the way of the looting game, there's potential for him to lose his head and, and get red carded. Absolutely there is. But, you know, I'm kind of thinking we can match their intensity. If we can do that, the quality of the play should shine through. Uh, and win the game, but as I say, it's a cup tie and it's a local yeah. derby. It's, it it doubles the the intensity, it doubles everything. Yeah. So it's yeah. not a foregone conclusion by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, uh, guys, we've got over a thousand watching. Thank you very much indeed. Please do subscribe to the channel if you're new. Click the bottom right hand corner, click on the logo, click subscribe, and come and be part of this amazing community on this channel. Um, thank you very much for that. Uh, Mighty Mag says, Michael, our fitness is screwed. I don't necessarily think our fitness is screwed anymore. We've had a we've had a week off again. Uh, we had a week off before the uh, before the Liverpool game, and it, it certainly wasn't fitness that lost us the game at Liverpool. It was just a, a dreadful performance. Um, but Alex, I mean, it all depends on who Eddie Howe goes with. You know, starting eleven wise. Um, you know, we've been saying for a while we want Dan Byrne dropped. Um, however, he's a he's a Geordie. He knows what this match is all about. Um, you know. What does Eddie do? Does he does he put his faith in maybe a, a, a Lewis Hall or Livermento if Trippy is fit and puts Livermento left back? Because personally, I think I'd rather have that. Uh, I'm not sure what Eddie Howe's going to do. I think he'll be a, a mixture of faith in the Geordies and picking a, a reasonable team. I oh. I personally. The Geordies are out of form right now in terms of Sean Longstaff and Dan Byrne. I'd start neither. I don't want either of them on the, on the pitch at the moment. Um, I, I, I don't have that connection that you guys have got to the northeast in terms of being born there and from there. And I, I don't think that's what's needed right now because they haven't got the they just haven't got it at the moment. Whatever it is, they're missing it. Um, and I, I don't want to risk on just where they were born being a factor in them being able to start the game. I mean, that, that would completely go against everything I stand for on this channel in terms of being logical. I want our best players on the pitch. And our best players currently don't include Dan Byrne and Sean Longstaff. Mm. I want I want sort of a Joe Linton. I prefer I prefer a Miley in because he's playing better. I understand mm. he is from the region, but I'd prefer to see Kraft and, and Livermento on. I, I want, you know, Kraft has, has looked really solid when he's played so far, really tidy. Tino's only had one bad game for us. Mm. Um, I don't I don't care where you're from. I want the best team on the pitch. Um Michael, we're getting a couple of questions about uh, obviously some some Sunderland players. Yeah. Um okay. Uh, Acid says, is Patrick Roberts fit? Uh, I've seen him play a few times. He looks a good player. Um, well, it's well. apparently Michael Beale said he's a major doubt, but I don't know right. whether that's nine games or whether there's something in that. Basically, mm. we went to Rotherham uh, last Friday and he pulled up with a, might have been a, might have been a little hamstring. I can't remember what, it might have been a muscle injury. He had to go, it was bad enough that he had to go off the pitch. He missed the win over Preston on Monday. Um, but whether he's going to make this game, I imagine is very touch and go. So I don't know if they're definite. So the, the foot mob injuries is Bradley Dak, Corey Evans, Dennis, how are we saying that? Sirkin? Dennis Sirkin, yeah. Sirkin, Jay Matete and Noel Huggins. So those are the official, that's the official injury list. Obviously that may change. Yeah. To be honest, who, out of all... Who, 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 sorry, Michael, sorry. Who, who's the main players that we, that from from our point of view, that we should be worried about if they turn up for Sunderland? I mean, I, I'm seeing, um, uh, is it Jack Clark? Um, Jack Clark, the yeah. obvious one. Yeah, who else is there though that, that, that maybe if they turn up can give some of our players a little bit of a a, a, a rough time? Before I was to say, can I correct? If you if the defence you expect to play plays, is it particularly quick? <laughs> well, no uh, is the answer to that I mean, question. No, if, right, if, okay. if Dan Byrne plays, then no. Um, well, who, who starts in defence for you at the minute? Well, Dan, Dan Byrne started the last two games and he's been absolutely crucified. He's been mullered at left back. Um, mm-hmm. His turn and circle's been... Uh, he's well, played at left back? Yeah. An oil, tanker, an oil tanker coming out of the time could turn quicker than Dan Byrne is at the minute. But he has been out with a... Uh, you know, he, he did his back in and he's, it's took him a while to come back. Livramento came in at, live, at left back and even though he's a right back, he was absolutely outstanding. Then Eddie Howe dropped him when Dan Byrne got fit again, and we're not happy with that. Kieran Trippier is a major yeah. doubt with a calf injury, 
So sorry? No, Trippier. Okay. But Trippier's not very pacey either, but he's got a hell of a defensive head on him. He, his position of play normally is okay. He's been rough uh, for quite a few weeks, but yeah, there's been a lot it. of rumours going on about Newcastle players behind the scenes, so we don't know what's going on. As for Botman and Cher, I ain't got a problem with them because, uh, you know... Can, can I just say something? Do you, remember, do you remember when we first signed Botman and there were concerns yeah. about how fast he was? Yeah. Isn't it funny how he's now our fastest centre-half? Absolutely. It's incredible. The guy um, who we had speed quick. concerns about is our fastest centre-half. Yeah. That but says a lot about the rest of your defence, doesn't it? I've yeah. just sort of thought about that. Well, what, what I would say, Michael, is our defence last season with Burn and Trippier and Botman and Cher were unbelievable. Uh, the, the the way they defended, I mean, we had, the, I think we had one of the top two, I think, best defensive records in the in the Premier League come the end of the season. So that is a major improvement for us over the years. But now, you know, players are getting older, players are getting injured, and it's causing a little sort of, yeah, a little fractions of the defence keep missing the game. And the, we've never played as a proper foursome for a while. But I think with the two centre-backs, I've got all the, you know, praise in the world for them too. Um, but I'd love to see Livermento at left back because if Burns playing on Saturday, my armpits and ass crack will be sweating like a monsoon uh, before the game has even kicked off. I can guarantee okay. you that. Right. Well, to respond to your earlier question, because the reason I asked it, because um, Jack Clark's obviously the obvious one. He's got what is it, twelve goals? I think it is this season in the Championship, and uh-huh. I think we'll. I think we should be keeping him this window. But if we don't get promoted, he's, he's gone in the summer. Yeah. As that, and there's no problem with that as long as we get an adequate fee. Um, the other one's Nazari Rusin, the Ukrainian lad who we signed in the summer. He, he's took a bit of time to get himself into the team, but obviously, I can only judge the fact he's played against championship defenses. Uh, even in your form at the minute, you're still considerably better than the majority of the teams we face, yeah, on a regular basis. So, but he's someone who runs the channels well, gets into pockets of space, and gives defenses a rough ride. Um, so there's him, Patrick Roberts, if he ends up starting. As my wife and she was living in Sunderland. Some of the comments are quite funny. Um, but yeah, Patrick Roberts, if he does end up starting, is someone who I think can cause problems. He's got, he's probably, in terms of dribbling with the ball, he's one of the best players I've watched play for us in recent years. Unfortunately, the reason he's in the championship because his end product's non-existent. So mm. um, if, if he's going to play, it'll be him. If Dan Burns at left back, he'll be coming up against Patrick Roberts probably. Um, so Jack Clark usually starts on the left for us. Alex Pritchard would usually um, recently has come into the team and played pretty, pretty well. Yeah. He would start in the sort of the central um, attacking midfield position. Obviously, yeah. again, the Ukrainian lad Rusin up front. Um, so in terms of attacking, it would probably be them. I think the midfield, I think Dan Neal's a big, big one for us. I think he's someone who's come on leaps and bounds since he's came into the team during our League One promotion season. Mm-hmm. Um, was rested a bit towards the latter end of the campaign, but I think... The midfield two, we've got a Dan Neal and Peter Equa. I'd be amazed if any of you know who either of them are. But no though, yeah, fair enough. I thought so. Um, those two have been pretty important for us. Pierre Equa hasn't been who we signed from West Ham just under a year ago. Um, he's someone who's had a bit of an indifference. He, he started pretty poorly, then came really good, then had a bad spell. Last couple of games he's picked up. So in terms of them, yeah, probably I'd say you look out for them. Obviously, I know not every one of them is going to be a threat going forward. Um, the one play, um, some of you may have heard, Ms. Luco Nine is someone who we signed in League One. Oh, my, and- mo- my mother loves him. My mm. mother, lo- honestly, uh, sometimes I think my mother wants to just adopt him. She talks like if you know, when you guys have gone away from home and he's been pictured at a train station or something like that, she puts it on Facebook. Oh, look at our Luke, look at Luke. And I'm thinking, give me a fecking bucket. But my <laughs> uncle, who uh, is also a son of a, but he lives in Australia. He can't stand O'Neill. He thinks he's terrible. He's always criticised. Five foot nine as well. So, and we've got a lot of big lads in our side. So it could be yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think for me, this game, Luke O'Neill is basically our shit house. You can say what you want about his footballing ability, but every team needs a shit house. Everyone's yeah. got one. Absolutely. And to be honest, one of the things that our crowd criticised with Sunderland over the years is that we've been too nice. We need to some sometimes start being. Sorry, I don't know if you want me to say this, but I'll say it. <laughs> 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 Uh, yeah, well, that's I said about that, the better. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, Luke O'Neill is someone who, if he keeps his defensive structure, I think, and obviously, look, I'm not naive against the players you've got, he's going to have to be, um, he's going to have to be really on it. So I would say Luke O'Neill, I think, is someone who could really look to wind your players up. And that's probably something I would look want us to try and do at home in a derby. That's understandable, if, of course. Yeah, if, exactly. it, if it is true, 
that some players in there, like, I mean, I, I was doing an, an interview with a Newcastle fan last week and he said that Bruno Gramirez has got a hot head. Um, I think there was another one. I can't remember who he and said he, that was yeah. Joel Linton, possibly. Be, it could be Joel Linton, yeah. But yeah, Joel, I, Joel say, Linton, yeah. I think, has been, um, I mean, he's probably, he gets a bit out of hand at times, but I think he he controls it better than Bruno. I mean, I don't know what you, uh, yeah. Billy or Alex, thinks. I just think, I think he controls it a little bit better than Bruno does. But Joe uh, Linton's will be off the ball, expressions, gestures, yeah. whereas Bruno will just randomly fly into a tackle and you're like, oh my God, that is that going to be a red card? Bruno will just randomly do something outrageous. Yeah, 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 Joe Linton just visibly strops. Uh, Kenzie, I think you've been a bit crazy here. Uh, you know, would the, the Sunderland fan, he's got a name, he's called Michael, uh, take uh, take Miggy. Of course they would take Miggy. And I'm, I, I know for a fact what he'd say already. Miggy would be outstanding in the championship for Sunderland. You, you know, he's just not up to it now where he is. He's, he's, he's either sort of bottom half Premier League or another league in Europe. But if he went to play for Sunderland, of course he'd smash the league. Ridiculous question, Kenzie. I, I was trying to, to make you look like a mug there and just say no. I'll be lying as, yeah, of course I would. <laughs> yeah, of course I would. Um, King Hoddle, who is our resident Spurs fan, he says uh, this is an intriguing encounter for the neutrals, so I'm looking forward to it. I think a lot of neutrals will be. Um, Crow Tales, thank you for your membership for two months now. He says if Eddie picks an awful team and get beat, uh, would he offer his resignation? Uh, Newcastle shouldn't get beat. I think a lot of the media, Bill, you're making a lot of this if if we did lose about Eddie Howe's position. Um, but I'll let you answer that as well. But also, are you worried about the referee on Saturday, Billy, being Mr. Pawson? Because um, he's a, he's a shithouse. Uh, can I just point... Sorry, very quickly, yep. he says, I, I wouldn't be. Our record with Pawson apparently is awful. So there you go. Well, I joined the club, mate. Billy? Well, <laughs> doesn't matter what referee's name you say, I'm worried about the referee, for whoever it is. So that was out <laughs> yeah. the window. Yeah. Um, what was your question? I've forgotten. Are you worried about Paulson being a shit house? I think it was. No, I've done that one already. Yes, uh, yes, I am. Um, I can't remember, Billy. Um, you know, this is why I've got you on here to remember what I said because I could, you know, I say something I've forgotten it two minutes later. Um, uh, can't remember. Uh, it was. Oh, it doesn't matter. Oh, uh, about Eddie Howe. Yeah, about Eddie Howe. Um, Eddie Howe. Yes, yeah, um, just click eventually. Well, it's not just the Sunderland game; it's the previous five or six, and then the two or three after that. Yeah, you know, if, if he loses the, the Sunderland game, the Man City game, the Villa game, I think he's under serious pressure. I keep saying yeah. it. Yeah, I think he could be under pressure if we lose if we lost this one. I really do. I think I think it'd be right on him. And of course, there's been reports in the media uh, about the uh, Girona manager. Of course, is it Girona or who is it in Spain? Girona, yeah. It's not Girona. Girona. Is it, it Girona? is Girona. Yeah, because yeah, they're top um, of La Liga. Yeah, but he, mind you, he's done a wonderful job there. But uh, I don't want to lose Eddie Howe. Simple as that. Um, Alex, you've got some graphics. Uh, so if you'd like to, uh, this is the part of the show when Alex does his, his stat or bit, Michael. He'll bring the he'll bring the graphics up about the two predicted lineups and previous form and and players to look out for and things like that. So uh, take it away, Stato. So considering they just sacked their manager and got a new one in Ian Bill. Um, sorry, that is his name. I, we will, and there you go again with a little dig. He can't help it. He can't help it. So sixth place. So they are, where they finished last season. I, I think this is this is their shot. This is their shot at sneaking through promotion this year. They're doing well. Um, the metrics, they're putting up some really good metrics. Again, I said it earlier on, they're third in the league for possession statistics. Um, they're not they're not up there in terms of sort of, you know, your Southamptons and Leicesters are scoring 50-ish, over 50 goals at the moment. Um, but, you know, defence is fairly solid. But they, they can definitely creep in via playoffs unless they have a second half absolute romp in the season. Um, it's always very, very challenging for teams to, to compete with the people who have dropped out of the Premier League, especially because sort of Leicester and Southampton are fairly well put together. They're, they were not one of these sort of teams that have just fallen out of the Premier League and just tumble down the leagues. Not, not, not anybody's done that that we know. Um, sorry, more digs. Unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, so statistics for the championship. Goals conceded per match. Um, so they're fourth best in the league at only 1.1 per game, which is very, very tidy. Uh, average possession, 58% in the league. Expected goals of fifth, but they've only scored. So they're down in 12th at 1.4 per match, but their XG is actually top five. So they they deserve to be where they are in the table. They, they're putting up top six for, for very important metrics. It's not bad at all. Big chances missed, big chances sixth. Shots on target in eighth. Um, accurate passes is nice and high. So they're playing with quality for the league that they're in. They're retaining the ball a lot. There's nice passing sequences. 
you know, long spells of possession. That it's it's concerning because they're they're not they're not a bad team by any means. Um, this is their last game against Preston North End, so we've obviously Michael's already covered most of these players. You just zoom in a little bit, mate. I can indeed, yeah. So this is this is the team that they put out. Obviously, we've highlighted the Ukrainian Russian up front. Jack Clark, we've got to be careful of, of the left. You mentioned Pritch, Pritchard. Of course, you've got Mini Bellingham uh, in the 10 there, who is also, and it, it can be an issue. And then you've got uh, little Luke at the train station. Uh, Onin is the, the <laughs> centre-back, the, the small boy. So they're, they're not a bad side. They're really, really not a bad side. And I Michael, do want to uh, bring... Sorry, just mm-hmm. two seconds. But Michael, I wanted to ask you about obviously Joby Bellingham because obviously you know he's, he's his his brother's tearing it up at Real Madrid. Obviously, I mean, what what yeah. what has he been like for Sunderland? Is is there you know? And I'm not comparing him to Jude at all because they're two separate players, obviously. But is there glimpses of 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 a, if, a an amazing player in there like there is with his brother? I think it's too early to say there's a glimpse of an amazing player in there, but I think there's definitely yeah. a glimpse of a very good player in there. I think mm-hmm. there's one who. If we don't go up, say, this season, I think we probably might keep him next year. I'd be disappointed if we didn't. But if, say, we didn't go up this season or by the end of next season, then he'll grow faster than what we are. He's only 18 years old and he's got, he's got, he's quite very intelligent football wise for his age. Mm -hmm. Obviously, there's the comparisons to his brother. And look, they're not fair comparisons. Jude's one of the best players in the world. That's just simple as that. So I think, but I think with Joe Bellingham, I think he's looked really, really promising. There's been times he's had to play up front, (laughs) to be honest. And, you know, as much as what Alex said there for stats before, like Monday against Preston was the first game where one of our strikers has actually scored. So the fact we've actually got ourselves into the top six without a striker scoring a single goal mm. throughout, most, throughout, throughout the first 24 games or whatever it was, or 25 games of the season is pretty impressive in a lot of ways. But to answer your question on Joe Bellingham, yeah, I think there's definitely... I mean, um, his stats are on the screen now, Michael. Uh, you know, he's he, he, he looks like he's... Uh... I mean, Alex. You I mean, know. for his age, the physicality's there. Aerial duels, one blocks and clearances. He carries the ball well. Lots of touches in the attacking at penalty area, which you would expect being a ten. Um, shots totals nice and high. Again, this 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 is data. This is a data set comparing him against the next fourteen competitions. So the MLS, um, it will be the Portuguese league, the Championship. So it's not comparing him against the top five leagues, but he's still putting up good num- good numbers. You know, he's a child still, so it's it's pretty bonkers. Uh, it is impressive. And you can see on here, he's who, who's he linked to? Yeah, a few people. Well, Sander um, Berger's on there. He's not a bad player. Well, I mean, yeah, we were linked with him. So he's obviously yeah. profiling reasonably well. Four goals, one assist this year. Been short-changed. Probably should have had five goals mm. uh, with 5XG. And I've brought up a few of them as well. Jack Clark I've got up on here, who we have got to be careful of. Um, he is outperforming. He's running a bit hot. 8.8 XG with the 12 goals. Um, but he should have had six assists. So Sunderland really can't finish their dinner because he's only on two. So he's been shortchanged four four assists there somehow. Mm. Um, 23 years old. Of course, we know him from uh, from Leeds and, and Tottenham. Although I don't, I'm not sure if he ever made a senior appearance for Tottenham. Um, uh, I don't think he did. Uh, I think... Um... Uh, King Hoddles mentioned him in the in the in the mm. chat, Alex, saying that he didn't really see anything in him uh, before. Well, I mean, the data suggests otherwise. I mean, he's not bad at carrying well, the ball, I, as I, that suggests. Yeah, Twenty yeah. goal contributions last season in the championship. He's ripping it up this year. I mean, Michael's already said if they don't get promoted, he can see him leaving. And I, I agree. He's, he's he looks too good to be in the championship, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. He'd do really well in a league abroad, and I think he's good enough to play in the Premier League. Um, his progressive carries are through the roof at nearly seven progressive carries per game. His successful take-on rate's really, really high in the top 5%. Um, his, his defensive statistics are really, really good. Mm-hmm. You know, t- nearly two and a half shots a game. He's creating nearly five five shots for teammates. It's it's all there. He's tidy, he's flexible. He could probably play anywhere in that front three bracket in terms of an attacking midfielder. He'd pr- probably put him on the right. I don't see why he wouldn't be able to. Probably yeah. It's not where he's playing, but I don't see why not. Um, he's he's up. Uh, he's linked sort of to Somerville, who who is being looked at by a lot of clubs as well. Uh, us, Alex. On there. Uh, he's heavily linked with us. Yeah, so yeah. So in terms of how he profiles, he is number two. Yeah, Mavadidi as well. Is Jimmy? Is Jimmy his dad? I don't think so. Somehow, no. Yeah, just thought I'd ask. Um, and Luke, Luke at the train stop if you do want to see him. So, will you stop saying that? <laughs> I just and, made um, it. I just well, made the point from, Where just, did that come from? Me, because my mum used to take, you know, see photos oh, of yeah, never mind. Uh, yeah. when you were going to, like, you know, the, the pizza cup finals and things like that. You know, they were, oh, they were visiting Tin Pot Stadiums every yeah, week as well. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and you were getting the train and it used to be pictured on the platform. And my mother used to post it all over Facebook. 
you know, oh, there he is. Uh, look at our Luke on the platform getting on the train, his little super little tracksuit. Shut up, woman. Um, you know, anyway, carry on, Alex. But he's been shortchanged as well. He should have scored, re really should have scored two goals and had an assist. So I do feel like Sunderland should be a little bit higher up in the table. They're just not finishing their chances uh, as often as they should be. But he's profiling very well as a centre-half. Yep. Nearly 74 passes a game with a very, very tidy pass completion rate. Um, successful take-on, so he's stepping into midfield and beating his man as a centre-half. Four progressive passes per night again as a centre-half. He's, he's just not bad. He's, he's not a bad centre-half. Um, I think his height probably is quite restrictive. But when you compare him to, to other players on here, Gonzalo Inacio from Sporting, we've reviewed him on transfer shows. We looked at him as a club, potentially. Uh, you've got Diamande on here as well, who's not bad. Tyler Harwood-Bellis, of course, we watched him when we were doing the the, the under so the under-21s Euros when we watched in the yeah. summer yeah. to scout people. So, you know, the spine of their team is is absolutely not bad at all. And then you've got the Ukrainian up front who we don't have data for yet. 25 years old, uh, year old Ukrainian. Go back and have a look at his career to date. Um, he has won... 22, I mean, not, he's not really won the league. He didn't really do anything when he won the league. Yeah. Apparently went to Poland, did nothing and won the Ekstraklasa somehow uh, for, for Liga Warszawa. Um and then played for Zoria Luhansk in uh, the sorry, Alex, who, who did you just say that Polish side was? Legia Warszawa. Legia Warsaw. Right. And Le Legia Warsaw is how we know it in this country, Alex. I know you spent a lot of time in Poland, but please, be English on this channel, mate. Warsaw. Um, and yeah, so for, for Luhansk, he, he made... So probably his biggest season. He's, he's not made a lot of appearances for really any club in his career, considering his age. I mean, probably the war didn't help, but... Even so, 20, so 27 starts, but a good return in that season of 13 goals, five assists. And then he, he's, he's in England. Interesting. We'll see what we'll see what he can do. But he doesn't look like a doesn't look like a bad player, but there's not really a lot to go on. You'll know a lot more than I do, Michael, because I've not seen him play. So, um, Michael, there's a, a comment just come in that I have to ask you. Um, OK, uh, it's come from Martin Watson and he says, are you at all related to Sam Mulliner from Newcastle Fans TV? There's a likeness there. Um, there is a likeness there. He's a long lost relative I don't know about. Uh, wow, no. maybe you no, should no. do one of those, uh, you know, long lost family things. Uh, I never clicked on until I actually saw that, and I thought, yeah, there is a there is a bit of a likeness there. I can't confess to have watched Newcastle fans TV recently, so no, well, no, I, no, I, of course not. I I understand that. <laughs> um, yeah, Alex, sure, uh, yeah. cynical Jim is with us again, and he's been cynical as usual. Uh, he says, Alex really doesn't get it. It doesn't matter how poor the Geordie lads are at the moment. The passion of the derby will up their game 100%. So I, I disagree, but again, I don't get it. So What? How, how how would you disagree with that statement, Alex? It's If they can't get up for this game. And Billy, obviously, you know, your family goes down the line in Newcastle fans, you, you, you know... Uh, you know, I mean, Alex is talking from somebody who's come from a very small island off the UK in the Isle of Man, uh, where, you know, the only football he watches is sheep kicking balls around. But, you know, when you, you talk about sort of the rivalry and the intensity, if there's if there's one player who isn't up for this game on Saturday, then the one mm. shooting with shite. 100%. And I'd have Longstaff in. He's going to be in my selected side. So mm -hmm. Longstaff, despite his form. I think his energy will be key to the game Saturday. Um, energy and desire. I mean, he'll have the desire for certain. And if his energy is anywhere where it should be, mm. I think it'll be a big plus for us. I really do. Interesting. Interesting. I, I just um, find it bizarre that so many people can say he's not good enough. He's not good enough. He needs to. He needs to be benched. He needs to be dropped week on week on week. And then all of a sudden, because the opponents are wearing different color shirts, they get a pass and they should start the game. I just don't see it like that. I get what you mean about it should give them the extra, they should get the extra 5% in their legs because it's a derby. But I'm just going to, I would pick a team based on form and those Longstaff and Burn don't get in it for me based on form. I don't think they deserve to play in it. You've got to earn what, the right to wear the shirt. Um, not earned it in the last month. What's your criticism of Longstaff is he's risky. He when he comes back, he doesn't come back to the same kind of um, intensity as what he has in the past. Mm. I yeah. think this game gets him there personally. The, the guy that I want in instead of Longstaff is Miley, who is a Geordie as well. So technically, it doesn't, does it matter? So what the hell are you arguing about? Oh, we'll be playing Miley. I think it's, this one could be a bit too much for him. Correct me if I'm wrong. Has Miley not been playing for you recently, though? Has he not he's been, been magnificent? He's been a joy to watch, Michael. He's been he's, incredible. He has. He's been brilliant, but he's 17. But people want to drop him for the out-of-form Longstaff because he's an older Geordie. 
I don't get it. I don't get it. I respect your opinions, but I, I personally just don't understand it. Well, well the thing is, Mailey has had a week off. Um, you know, so Mailey will be fit as well. But I, I do understand that a 17 year old, it could be a bit much for Derby. I get that as well. They, they all make, I feel like all of our points make sense. It's difficult to know. Well, what's I right. know, but if you talk about age, you look at Joby Bellingham's brother, Jude, who was, uh, you know, still in nappies at Borussia Dortmund and tearing up the Bundesliga. So age for me has nothing to do with it. Uh, I, I just if think Job's if... old enough for this game, then so is Miley, surely. Well, we'll see, won't we? Uh, Lee Robinson says, like the intro, will Rise ever come back? Uh, no, because I was sick of getting copyrighted on it, um, unfortunately. Uh, and listen, that, that was the takeover intro, you know, Newcastle Rising and things like that. We've we've moved on. We have a good intro now and uh, it doesn't go on for like a minute and a half. So we're on in 15 seconds, which is a bit different. And I like to come on and do my spiel and then play the intro, even though Alex thinks it's stupid. But Alex is stupid himself. Um, so they've beaten go. PSG now. We've already risen. That's fine. Exactly. Exactly. We. we, we I mean, I'm, no, I, I'm not going to say that. It's a family show. Um, uh, Andy says, as soon as we lose that, then the space in behind kills us. I'm not sure what he's on about there, but I, I take it he means midfield. Uh, Call me Swift says, I think Joe Linton is too strong for his own good, and it makes him look like a dirty player. Potentially. I'd agree with that sometimes. Really? Sometimes he goes in for 50-50s and the refs just go, nah, foul, sorry. Uh, James says, I have a feeling that Paul won't be so understanding once the game kicks off. You're damn bloody right. For 90 <laughs> minutes, you know, I mean, come on. Um, but I'm talking about before and after, you know, you know, Newcastle fans punching horses and things like that. I mean, Jesus, what, what kind of brain structure do you have to have to go up and punch a horse? Listen, me, myself and Tom have just been a patron podcast going over the derbies over the years. Yeah. And then it's the early 1900s or late 1890s. A Sunderland fan stabbed the horse. So, you know. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, but I, I just, listen, I, I don't know about you guys, but I wouldn't like to punch a horse, A, because they're a lot bigger than me, and B, they can punch back a lot harder than what we can. So, mm. it, it, I mean, I, I'm, I, I was disappointed that the police officer just didn't let the horse turn around and kick him in the face. And then he would have known not to do it again. Um, but it's, I do it's, love it's, that you guys have gone back a hundred years to try and find a situation of them doing something to a horse. <laughs> we did, yeah, we did. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, yeah, the, we, we will have had, we will have had a a lot of idiots over the years doing random shit. So yeah, well, but it just means when something outlandish ago. happens, like you said, when something outlandish happens, you just think, what's going on in your head to make you think. I know what I'm going to do today. There's a yeah. horse over there. I'm going to start a fight yeah. with it. Yeah, <laughs> I know what will make me feel better for losing a derby match. I'll go and punch a police horse. Um, or I'll go and throw some bottles around in the town. Well, you we know, won't bring up the seagull. Oh, no, the, the, Alex. Alex, I mean, the, that must have been disappointing for Sunderland fans, Michael, to see um, somebody uh, interacting with a... How do you interact with a seagull, Michael? Please do enlighten us. Please don't. I, I can't. I, I can't. <laughs> swiftly on. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it, it's crazy. I mean, we had to get the seagull in, Michael. You understand that, don't you? I mean, that's, that's just... Yeah, uh, no, that's fair enough. Exactly. Uh, right, uh, more graphics, Alex? Yeah, sorry, I forgot I left Nick Pope in there. He's not playing. Otherwise, we, you know, one arm, probably not very good to defend with in goal. And Dubravka doesn't play number two either, Mike. Uh, Alex, oh, you need to, know, you need to know, sort yourself out here, like... It's because I left Pope in. Uh -huh. There we go. That's better. So th this is this is just players on a graphic. We can, we can change this up. This is personally what I would prefer to see with the defensive structure. Um, so you think Trippier won't play? Potentially, no. A lot of people are saying in the chat that they think that Trippier isn't injured. He's just it, it, they've made that as an excuse for him to get a bit of time. We off might to be just getting time away. Yeah, yeah potentially. Yeah. Um, obviously, if Trippier is available, I'd play Trippier. Um, but I, I'm. I don't know why I just in my gut I'm just not I didn't even bother including him I just don't think he'll be available but I'm not sure what I'm basing that off probably yeah. I should be a bit more logical with that but yeah if he plays he plays great um if he's not available then I don't I don't really want Dan Burns starting this game I just don't I feel like against their their wingers whether they swap round or not mm. I, the do form you think he's he in will? as well hmm? Do you think he will Dan Burn Yeah <laughs> I think he'll play yeah I think it's probably going to end up being. I mean, it'll probably be where it. Where is Mr. Byrne on my on my thing? We've even got. See, that's how much you didn't want him to play. He hasn't even got him on the graphic. So it's it's because oh, he was no, injured. No, no, no. My, my he's last not, he's not even there. It's because yeah. he was injured the last time I used him. That's why. Uh, <laughs> Byrne. 
So I reckon he will probably do something like this. Michael, who who who's the right winger for Sun? Who who will go against Dan Byrne if Dan Byrne plays? Now that's or, a good question. If he's fit, that. Patrick Roberts. If he's fit, Patrick Roberts. Is he quick? He's not lightning fast, but I would say he's got quite, he's got a bit of technicality. I'd say he's fairly quick. Right. Is he quicker than Dan Byrne? I'm quicker. Well, put it this way: Billy's quicker. <laughs> In which case, yes, he's quicker than Dan Byrne. Okay, right. Jesus. But by the way, I will stress: if he's not fit, then we might end up doing something like Joe Bellingham and Alex Pritchard, sort of switching around, like interchanging on the cam and the right hand side. But they're not as much as I rate them both as players. They're not the fastest. Mm. Yeah, well, I, I think this is what Burn said, will go with, just though. said in the chat that you would play the seagull on the right wing and it would be quicker than Dan Byrne. So, mm. um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't want him to play. I have to be honest, and I, I don't want him to play because he's bang out of form. Um, I think, you know, if he was to go against Roberts, who you say isn't lightning quick, I think he does all right. He's, he's, you know, he's, he's done fine against the, you know, speedy players in the Premier League up till uh, a few weeks ago. But he's bang out of form now. And I think age has caught up with him. I think injuries have caught up with him. His shoulder causes him a problem every single game. And I, I just worry about him if he was to start burn. I mean, you know, Billy, when we, I mean, all three of us are doing the commentary on Saturday, obviously. But, you know, if, if that lineup comes out and I see Dan Byrne, uh, I will be disappointed, I have to say, especially if he puts Livermento on his ass again. Yeah, I prefer to see Livermento left back and craft at right back or Trippier, personally. Mm. Um, I would play long stuff, but that's just me. I think the physicality of the game and the, the physical nature of the game will suit long stuff more than Miley, if I'm perfectly honest. Mm. So we're thinking Craft right back, Tino left back, long stuff. Well, the big, the big question is Trippier, isn't it, at the minute? I yeah. mean, you know, injury wise, you know, if he is indeed injured, I, I, I'm not sure that's the case. Um, but I, I wouldn't have a problem with Emil Craft coming in. He's done fantastic since he's come back from injury, whether it be centre back or, or, or right back. I wouldn't have a problem. I mean, I if Trippier plays at right back there, that's potentially a better sword than we put out last season. How likely is Trippier to be fit? Do you think? Uh, I don't know because I, I don't know if he's, actually, hush -hush. if he's actually injured, Michael. Because obviously he's, he's, there's, yeah. there's been things going on. You know, he, he left the England squad uh, back in the last international break due to a personal issue, um, and he hasn't looked the same player ever since. So we don't know what's going on behind the scenes with Kieran Trippier. Um, obviously, there's all sorts of rumours going around on social media, which we pay no attention to. Yeah, so you, we're not you, sure. You yeah, you? so we're not sure whether he's actually injured or Newcastle is saying he's injured and he's got a groin strain. Uh, whether they're just giving him a little bit of time off to sort things out behind the scenes. So, what numbers Lewis Hall? Can anybody remember pop quiz? It's 20. twenty. Twenty. It's twenty. Oh, he got, he got what have I got used to on this channel for? You don't even know his bloody squad number. We've never seen him, that's why. Well, well that's, that's true. So, any any thoughts on, on Hall and Livermento being there? I wouldn't have a problem with that. This is obviously the other alternative we've not discussed that, yet. It is a big test throwing Lewis Hall into the derby, though. I mean, that's the only thing that would concern me. I, I think football and ability, uh, he is good enough, but he hasn't shown it since he's been at Newcastle yet. Um but I think I think throw I don't think anyhow we'll throw Lewis Hall in from the start in a derby. No way. I don't think he starts him in the derby. No, nothing. I mean, what formation is Sunderland going to go, Michael? Well, if it's if we're consistent with how we've been this season, four two three one. Right. Okay. Yeah, like this. Yeah. That's um, more or less. Yeah, that the ideal scenario would be you take out one of Pritchard or Bellingham and put Patrick Roberts in there if he's fit. But that's as close to our starting as strong a starting eleven as we can field at the minute. Yeah, what, what's what's the goalkeeper Patterson like? I've heard good things about him. Good keeper, he's a good keeper. Yeah, I like him. I think he's yeah. a solid. Obviously, he's not like Jordan Pickford level or anything. Sorry, mm -hmm. noodle arms. But um, <laughs> that's still kind of quite funny, I must admit. But um, well, Alex, you still haven't updated your Chrome. It's yeah, no yeah. wonder you break computers. <laughs> but yeah, Pat, Pat was a good goalkeeper. He's 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 not the best of goalkeepers, but the one thing I would say his distribution's a bit questionable sometimes, but. I think he's obviously the main thing you're there for to do is to stop shots. And I think in general, he's saved us quite a few times. One or two occasions where he used to try and outskill people in his own box, which nearly gave me heart palpitations, but mm -hmm. he's managed to be a much, much better at that recently. But yeah, he's a solid keeper. I like him. Yeah. This is the average it. positions against um, Preston. Alex loves his heat map. 
Well, I'm just just having a look. Obviously, they're, they're on paper they're a four two three one, but this yeah. was the average positions. It, do, it doesn't again. This doesn't really give you much information about what they were like on the ball, like in possession, out of possession, what was the pressing structure was like. But it gives you an average positions for the match. Mm. Um, I, the problem is I don't know who the numbers are. So Job was number seven out probably. on the left. Okay, so they kind of split, and he was joining. He was joining um, Clark. Okay, that's that seems quite dangerous. Joining him on the left hand side. Mm. And they did that Man City that... thing as well, where they fall back joins the midfield look with Trey Hume joining in the midfield. Yeah. In the is yeah, that how Su is that how Sunderland have played most of the season, Michael? Would you say that, you know with with that kind of attack? Yeah, I'd say so. But again, like Alex pointed to before, we we generally have. I think it's one of the. I mean, I, I, I can't believe I'm saying this. I used to hate it, but we have one of the best like XGs in terms of going forward, in terms of chance creation, in terms of mm -hmm. like possession. But again, obviously, possession you, you keep it all day long. You've got to be progressive with it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, but in general, yeah, that's that's kind of how we attack. Obviously, as as Billy mentioned before, like Trey Hume does this weird thing where he tries to be an in, inverted midfielder, where he basically comes up, come across from fullback in the midfield. But generally, there tries to be quite a fluid and in, fluid intensity to the way we want to play. Since uh -huh. Michael Beale's come in, we've tried to organize organize ourselves a bit better and structure ourselves a bit better. Hence, by the fact we've kept two clean sheets in our last three, but obviously again we're against Championship sides. So yeah, we tend to be trying fluid. Sometimes positions aren't strict. So again, uh -huh. Pritchard, for example, could start in the number ten, but he could drift out wide, and then Job moves into a ten. It's quite a fluid attacking, a fluid attacking plane when we're at our best. Is that Lee Miller who used to play for you, Michael, playing for Preston? I'm not sure. Let's have I a look. Have thought, I wouldn't have thought so. He'd be about 50 now. No, <laughs> he wouldn't. Uh, maybe he would have. Uh, no, there was a young Lee one. Miller. And there was a young... Uh, was, yeah, but he was near. I'm sure he went to Preston. Oh, look, it's Freddie Woodman. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um. Anyway, let's move on. Um. Uh, right then, Michael, uh, before we let you go, buddy, uh, you know what I'm going to ask you? Uh, obviously, can I just let people know that if it is a draw at the Stadium of Light, there is a replay. Um, which uh, there is replays in the FA Cup. We would go back <laughs> to St James's Park and do it all again. Um, so we're not decorating yeah. our hospitality in red and white, not at all. Uh, yeah, yeah, because you aren't that stupid. So, yeah, definitely oh my god, definitely, definitely not Sorry. Emily and Miller. Yeah, he's passed away from cancer in 2018. Bloody hell, I didn't know that, so I apologize for that. I didn't know. Um, but uh, you know, it's the same name. Give me a break. Um, my god, that's awful. Um, anyway, um, what's your, what's your prediction, Michael? I'll give you two. My head says you will win three one. My heart says we'll. My heart says we'll win two one. Sneak it at the end. Wow. My heart okay. can't well, go against us, but yeah, my head says otherwise. Okay. Uh, well, listen, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Uh, getting the the red and white side uh, for the derby. Uh, so thank you for your time tonight, mate. And uh, uh, we'll we'll get you on again. Um, and uh, we'll hopefully be discussing the Newcastle win. Mm. Uh, but uh, thanks for coming on, buddy. And uh, have a great weekend. Likewise, take care, lads. Just right, Good night, Michael. Top man. Uh, I've known Michael a long time, and uh, he was only too happy to come on tonight, which uh, give him credit for. It's probably not easy for a Sunderland fan to come onto a Newcastle station uh, and uh, you know chat everything Sunderland. But as you can see, very down to earth, very honest, uh, and and a good appraisal, really, guys, to mm -hmm. to find out who we're going to go up against. Because you know we're not being disrespectful when we say we we uh, we don't know who many Sunderland players are and that's that's fine we, we don't know who a lot of the lower league players are so um I think when you look at it speak for yourself well apart from you Stato who knows every player in the 92 fair enough uh just uh give yourself five minutes before you try and stand up in case you bang that large head of yours off the ceiling <laughs> um but it is nice to get an insight isn't it as to what we're going against on on uh on Saturday yeah it was good I mean you're not wrong I don't I, I know a lot of players in the Sunderland squad, but not all of them. So it's good to have somebody to, to sort of an echo chamber. I can say, look, this is how they play. This is how the stats read. Do you yeah. agree? You're a fan. So it, yeah. it's nice to have that feedback and hopefully it gives you guys a bit of a good insight. I know obviously Annie's in the chat. Yes, we know Bristol, we know Bristol beat them recently. We know. Well done. Yes. We will also try and beat them on Saturday as well. Well, Bristol City were like a roller coaster side this season as well. Nice to see you, Annie. Haven't spoken in a while. Hope you're well, matey. Um, Right, come on then. Uh, Alex, we've seen your... I, predict, I presume that was your predicted lineup that we saw, you know, the first... Yeah, the, the first... Well, that's what I want. I want Miley to play and I want um, Livermento and Kraft. Yeah. And then so I, think, Billy, I think the other eight... I think we all yeah. agree on the other eight, don't we, generally? I well, think those we'll are find, 
we'll, we'll, we'll find out. Uh, by the way, uh, Billy, we're, tonight we're going with the team you want, not the predicted one. What is the team that you'd like to see line up on Saturday lunchtime? Pope. <laughs> within 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 the possibilities, Shearer, Billy. Shearer, from Shearer. <laughs> no, Dubravka and goal. Craft uh, right back. Share Botman, Livermento, Bruno, Longstaff, Joe Linton, Almiron, Isaac, and Gordon. Oh, I want Tioto and Bruno as a double pivot now. Oh, you've got me thinking. This is not nice. Well, I'd like <laughs> to see Kabay alongside Bruno, to be honest. But uh, I, I... have a midfield three. Oh, you could have Tioto as the six, and then you could have Kabay and Bruno in front. Oh, my God. Oh. Don't oh. do this. No. <laughs> so we know your two sides that you want. Uh, I would like to. I would like to see. Uh, obviously, Dubravka, um, right back, uh, if he's available, Trippier. If not, uh, then Emil Kraft. Uh, Botman and Cher, obviously. Left back, I want to see Tino Livermento. Uh, midfield, uh, I'm going to agree with Billy and say I want to see Longstaff in there alongside Joe Linton and uh, Bruno. And the forward three uh, of... Uh, ooh, ooh. There's no well, one else. I know you're thinking anybody. about it, but there's no uh, one yeah, else. Yeah, there's nobody else. Gordon, uh, <laughs> Isak, and Miggy. Um, so there you go. That is uh, the, the predicted, uh, well, what I want to see on the pitch on Saturday. Uh, now the big one, guys. Uh, please get your scores into the chat. Let's see what you guys are predicting um, uh, for the score lines. Uh, Alex, we'll start with you for your predicted score. Now, bearing in mind what you said for the Luton game, be careful. I'm, I'm distracted because I think someone's tried to spell Ben Arthur and it's autocorrected to Ben Arthur, like the English version of Ben Arthur. That's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I know, I know. I, I was expecting a bounce back. In my in my defence, we had a bounce back in every period we've had under Eddie Howe. This is the first time we've not had that bounce back. So it was, it, I was wrong. It happens. Um, Mrs. Toon Review's gone four-two to Newcastle. Oh, that's a big, it's a big score season. Our Don't, predictions, I our predictions have been pretty close this season. To be fair, mm. um, I said, "Don't, don't tease me like that with Ben Arthur and ASM as the wingers." That's that's not. That oh God, be ridiculous! Alex will have a crisis <laughs> live on air. Um, scores, 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 scores. I'm going to go two-nil to us. I think it's going to be hard though. I think it is going to be hard. I think we're going to have to try and dig deep. I think we might get something from a set piece. We might get something from a bit of quality. I'm going to go 2 0. I'm going to go Botman again from a corner. I think he's going to go on a bit of a roll now. He's back, Billy. He's back. He's back. <laughs> Botman from a corner. Um, I, I watched I watched all of the highlights of their last six games. And to be fair, they're pretty poor at defending corners. Mm. And they just like to rattle around in the box. I think Coventry got one from it. Well, nearly got a couple from set pieces as well when they lost 3 0. Um, I mean, I'm going to go with Isak. I don't think they'll be able to contain him for 90 minutes. I think Isak only needs a few chances. He's clinical. I'm going to go with 2-0. Billy Bob? Yeah, I think it's going to be hard, but I think we're going to have the desire to earn the right to play the game and and, and we'll take control from there. I'll see a 3-0 win. And your goal scorer is Billy. I think we may see Isak get a couple and I think we may see one from Gordon. Okay. Um, I'm going 4-1 to Newcastle. 1-0 down, 4-1 up. Albert Luque wrapped it up with an ignite. Anyway, um, I'm going 4-1 again. And you're going to be very surprised by this, guys. Uh, very, very surprised indeed. But I had a vision. I'm telling you, Alex, I had a vision. Meow, 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 meow. Meow, meow, meow. That's Queen's one vision, yes, Billy. But I did have a vision. And my vision you says... bad that vision. No, absolutely not. Isak will get one, and Miggy will get a hat trick. <laughs> Do you have a cheese sandwich? We went to bed last night. I may well have done, Billy. Yes, um, <laughs> it was with brie. <laughs> it was very strong cheese, I must admit, but it was cheese nonetheless. And look, I don't. Quite frankly, I don't give give a toss who scores. Billy's allergic to your answer. Look at him sneezing. He is. He started to sneeze a lot. Yeah. But uh, listen, listen, it doesn't matter, right? I don't care who scores the goals as long as we batter them, right? 
I mean, now, do you want to know who I, I want to score? I don't think he's going to, but I want I want Bruno to score because I think if Bruno or oh, Joe Linton, yes. I think either yes. of those yeah. two, because of their passion and because they know what this fixture's like. As soon yeah. as we got announced, do you not remember Bruno started playing against Sunderland on FIFA and posting it online? Like they 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 kind of get it. Um, yeah. I want to see either of those two score because I think they would the the celebration and the passion I think would would absolutely pull us over the line hugely. Look, I know I know Joe Linton hasn't played in the derby, but he's been here long enough to know the hatred between Sunderland and Newcastle, the rivalry. He, he's been here long enough. Um, no, I haven't been on the cheesy chips, Ian Skinner. Uh, absolutely not. It was a vision. Um, although uh, King Hoddle said that it was a hallucination, not a vision. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, but listen, listen, I don't really care who scores the goals as long as we we win the game and. It can either go one way or the other. It'll be a, either a really scrappy game, as some derby matches normally are, a really dull game of football with not many chances, or it'll be a brilliant game. And I'm hoping for the latter. I want to see a brilliant game, but brilliant as in Newcastle turn up on the day and, and, and just wipe the floor. But that's that's what I'm hoping. And of course, as a Newcastle fan, I'm going to say that. But it's going to be an incredible... I mean, the, the excitement is, is second to on. I cannot wait. And, you know, just to let you know that the three of us will be doing the commentary. Um, I'll be doing the play-by-play commentary with uh, Alex and Billy as my co-commentators on Saturday. We'll be watching the game together. Um, so we go live from 12.15 uh, on, um, on Saturday lunchtime. 12.15, match day live with the three of us. Half an hour build-up to the game, of course, including team news, uh, and uh, any talking points before the game. Uh, just can't wait. Can't wait. Uh, tomorrow night, we've got Face the Lads. Um, so please do come and join us live on the show. Um, even if you haven't got a, even if you haven't got a camera, uh, you can come on and use your audio and have a chat with, with us tomorrow night about the Derby uh, and about Newcastle's form, etc. Uh, we are opening it up to everybody. So we are inviting Sunderland fans to come on as well. Uh, and give us their side of things on the phone in. So looking forward to it. It should be a great show. Uh, so join us for that one. Uh, and that is at seven o'clock tomorrow night uh, when the nerves will really be starting to kick in. Uh, and uh, one sleep. It's only two sleeps at the minute. One sleep tomorrow. And then it is the derby. So we cannot wait. So thank you very much for watching tonight. Thank you again for Michael uh, for joining us, giving us the red and white side. Uh, thank you to all the Super Chats and memberships tonight. Thank you to Mods, uh, as usual, brilliant job. Alex and Billy, thank you as well. But the main thanks to you guys, uh, absolutely superb. Over 1,200 in tonight, which is incredible. So thank you again for all your support. And uh, I'll be back tomorrow morning with the press conference uh, to see what Eddie Howe has had to say. Um, hopefully, uh, he's asked some pressing questions that we can get some answers from. Uh, and I will bring that to you at 11 o'clock in the morning. And then 7 o'clock tomorrow night, we have Face the Lads. Have a wonderful rest of your Thursday evening, guys. And we will see you tomorrow. Take care. How are the lads and lasses? Come on, then. Come back and check on some green.